listening to the Chronic Alchemy Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, also known as Fern. I was diagnosed with Alport Syndrome at 18 months old, and I've been battling kidney failure and been on dialysis since November of 2021, and I'm currently on the journey to kidney transplant. Chronic Alchemy is a space geared to support chronic illness warriors as they begin rediscovering themselves by turning their pain into purpose. Each week, I will be bringing you mindful practices, relatable topics, and genuine connection, guiding you to create mental resilience and find liberation within. I want each episode to have you feeling validated, empowered, and understood. Please keep in mind, I am not a medical professional. I am simply using my life experiences and trainings to support you along your journey. So without further ado, let's get cozy, grab yourself a snack, get hydrated, and tune in. Hello, welcome back. This is episode two of season one of the Chronic Alchemy podcast. And today I want to dive into the topic of identity and the shifts that we experience within when living with chronic illness. You know, I'll start by saying that your illness does not define you. A lot of chronic illness warriors do experience grief and anxiety. And, you know, within that, you begin to walk the path of acceptance and rediscovery. There's a lot to be said in just this one topic because there's not one certain path you know you can grieve in one day and then feel like you're in full acceptance of your life the way it is another day and then you know you ride the waves you ride the waves of grief it comes and it goes um in the beginning of my dialysis journey i was really deep in grief i really truly felt like I was I was gone like I lost myself I was grieving all the things that I enjoyed doing I was having fear of missing out with all my friends and my family so much uncertainty of the future feeling like I was letting go of all these dreams and these goals that I had and You know, I've been reflecting a lot recently because I'm coming up on one year of dialysis and the first four months of my dialysis journey was spent in a clinic multiple times a week for many hours. (laughs) Um, I was starting to lose my hair a little bit. I, I felt like a zombie. I truly just felt so drained of every little bit of life. I couldn't even take a shower. My partner had to wash my hair for me. I was getting used to having this like catheter in my chest and having like, you know, my invisible illness became incredibly visible to not only myself, but the people around me, to strangers. (laughs) And I was learning to deal with that. I was just... I felt so out of body 
And that truly is one of the scariest feelings, the feeling of losing yourself, the uncertainty of the future, missing past versions of yourself. And, you know, when life, when changes occur in life, especially when that huge change involves our physical and mental well-being, the way we connect to the world around us changes. The way we communicate changes. The way that we see the world changes. Everything. You are in a full like 360. But we struggle more when we do not take the time to honor the past versions of 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 ourselves that we feel that we are leaving. However, I want to say that that version of you that you feel you have lost is never truly gone. I want to say that again. The version of you that you are grieving and you feel that you have lost is never truly gone. They live within you and you can tap into that at any point. If you feel the heaviness of grief and anxiety, your feelings are valid. Take the time to grieve the dreams you feel you are giving up, the goals you feel you won't reach, the person you feel you used to be. It is completely okay to be in this space. But understand, that's not the full truth of your reality. You will feel all the emotions, the anxiety, the grief, but there will be lighter days. There is a path to acceptance. And acceptance is simply the the practice of beginning to look at things as they are. Once you can look at things as they are, you aren't trying to negotiate things. You aren't trying to take control of different things that you feel you need to make changes in order to, you see that, that thought process, it's just an anxious thought process. It has this anxious attachment to it. All it takes is the practice of surrendering to the present moment and accepting your life with chronic illness. But acceptance doesn't mean that you've given up on yourself. It's simply the act of no more fighting. Stop fighting the illness, the symptoms, and all the things that come with that. Begin to reframe your life. Consider this as a new starting point, like a new book. A new chapter. With that, your illness is not solely who you are. It's only a part of you. And if your illness is contributing to a lot of who you are, that's okay. However, even that comes and goes in waves. You know, I kind of laugh because as I was thinking about, you know, what I want to share in this podcast episode, I kind of thought about like, well, my illness isn't solely who I am. And, you know, like I'm making this podcast and kind of, it kind of makes me feel like I've had to like really niche down into chronic illness. And 
I hate the idea of that because there's so much more to me than being a chronic illness warrior. I love dancing and yoga and thrifting and sound healing and sex and relationships, sensuality, sexuality, cannabis, hemp, CBD, nature, travel, music, artistic expressions. I love all the taboo conversations. <laughs> Everyone has a spectrum of how they define themselves. Which brings me to what is identity? Identity is a form of attachment. You know, you can say your identity identity would be your age, your ethnicity, you know, your belief systems, how you were raised, ideologies, etc. Um, but who are you without all of those things? Without your clothes, your jewelry, your shoes, because you're not the labels that are placed upon you. You're not your thoughts. Identity is incredibly malleable. And holding on to an identity causes suffering, which is why mourning of the self is something chronic illness warriors experience. It feels like they've lost themselves because their illness contributes to the majority of their day-to-day -day life. However, we are always and forever evolving and playing with our avatar. So it's okay if you identify with one thing one day and another thing another day. It's okay if you have so many different hobbies and interests and, you know, maybe you are able to go all in on, you know, playing a certain sport or creating a certain art one day and then another day because of your chronic illness, you're not feeling the best and you kind of pull back on that. That doesn't make you any less of an artist or an athlete or whatever it is that you enjoy doing. You're, you're, you're not less than because of that. And it doesn't mean that you're like a phony for not being all in on that thing. Um, like I said, we're forever evolving and playing with our avatar. You know, it kind of makes me think about the difference between our ego and our brain versus our higher self and our, our true self. You know, I like to say small s self versus large s self. The small l the small s self would be the ego in the brain, which wants to rule your life, but it never finds fulfillment. You know, our, our minds are great tools and terrible masters. And the big S, the large S self is our soul and our spirit, our higher self, the peace that you have within, which is what I really, really encourage us to dive into when we are grieving and we are learning to find acceptance. You find that by tapping into that peace that you have within because you know that you are more than this chronic illness. You are more than the labels that you have placed upon you. It's all about becoming in alignment with yourself. How do you do that? 
like, cool, great. I'm grieving and, you know, I'm trying to accept these things, but I don't even know where to start. You start by allowing yourself to feel the things that aren't always the most comfortable to feel. You know, a lot of times people are living their life numb. They're numb from feeling these things because it sucks to feel them. I love to journal. Journaling helps me get all, get all my thoughts out onto paper. It will free those thoughts and give the emotion a place to go. I also love to move my body. I'll literally jump up and down and shake and punch and jump and roll any sort of free form dancing because your body will transmute the energy and emotions. Your body is a portal. You can even do this if you're, you know, disabled or in a wheelchair. Like you can shake your hands and your head and your shoulders or whatever. You can you can do breath work where you are just taking a deep inhale and an even longer exhale. You could even do lion's breath where you stick your tongue out and you just like breathe that hot air like you're fogging up a mirror. Just get that stagnant energy out of you. Your body is a portal. I also love to connect to myself in ways such as eye gazing in the mirror and I'll say mantras and affirmations where I'm forgiving myself of all the pain that I feel I'm accountable for, taking responsibility for how I choose to move through situations and emotions. You know, part of my grief was also, you know, I, I uh, experienced a lot of shame and guilt because I felt like I did this to myself. And, you know, I kind of talk about, you know, stop fighting, stop fighting the things that come up with life with chronic illness. And one of those things is like negotiating, like negotiating your life as if like you can change something to take this all away. And that was something I did where I was like negotiating with myself because I felt that I didn't make the right decisions or I should have went to the doctor sooner or things like that. It was just a lot of guilt and shame. So I I had to forgive myself of all the pain that I felt like I was accountable for. And I took responsibility for how I chose to go about things. And, you know, I, I kind of reflected on, okay, yeah, maybe I could have done that differently, but I'm not going to hold that on myself. I'm not going to guilt myself and shame myself. We're going to accept the way that things happened, accept the way that they are now. And we're going to use certain practices to move through that and release myself of all of that. You know, all of these practices allow the past you to come through and be seen and heard, as well as welcoming in the new you to hold space for what's transforming and for what's to come. I want to go back to grief for a moment. You know, something I really experienced myself was as my body was healing from surgeries and adapting to all of the changes from being on dialysis and just going through really crappy symptoms, um, I, I a, a big part of what I love to do is 
move my body. I love to dance. I'm a yoga teacher. I love to practice yoga. Um, I've, I was a competitive cheerleader for 10 years and hip hop dancer. Um, I've just always loved staying active and I find such cathartic release through moving my body. And that was something that was really challenging for me when I was, you know, starting this dialysis journey was that I needed to honor my body and its path, its its healing path. And it really limited my movement. You know, I still am very limited. I, I'm on peritoneal dialysis. I have a catheter that is tunneled up throughout my entire body. Um, <laughs> that's it's crazy to think about, honestly. It's crazy to see and feel sometimes. it's It still feels like such a foreign object in me. Um, but it does limit me in many ways. And, you know, I also experience chronic fatigue and pain and inflammation and all of the things that so many of us experience on a day-to-day basis. And it can be very limiting. Um, you know, I still am getting used to... I'm still... <laughs> still working on things such as acknowledging the fact that I am limited. Therefore, I do have a disability. And that's really hard to say and acknowledge sometimes. But back to grief. Um, It is quite the challenge to, one, acknowledge that things are different. There's a huge change and you're grieving yourself. You feel like you've lost yourself, you miss yourself, the things that you used to do, the things you enjoyed, you feel you no longer can can do or enjoy. And I'm here to say that it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. You can still do the things that you enjoy, it just might look and feel different. For example, I love yoga. I love hot yoga. I love sweating my butt off in a yoga studio and getting like a burn in my yoga. (laughs) I love a good challenge, right? I would always be doing handstands and any type of inversion and all the things. But I couldn't do that. I still can't do that. But I know that I can sit in child's pose or put my put my spine flat on the ground and lay on the ground and hug my knees into my chest and maybe rock side to side and massage my back on the ground. I know that I can practice yoga off the mat mentally through, you know, mindset practices and, you know, morals and values and philosophy. I know that I can maybe stand on one leg and balance for a little bit. You know, there's different things that you can do that still revolve around the things that you've done before that you enjoy doing. It just looks and feels a little bit different. So maybe that's the mindset shift that is needed. Okay, well, I know that right now I can't necessarily do it the way that I used to do it, but In this moment, with how I'm feeling, what can I do? How can I show up right now for myself and therefore for others? Because when we do take care of ourselves and we're filling up our cup and we feel fulfilled, 
and we're doing something that mm-hmm. we're passionate about and makes us feel good, we can also, you know, treat others better, take care of the things that we need to take care of. You know, that's a whole other podcast episode in and of itself is talking about the spoon theory and, you know, we're constantly talking about how much, you know, how many spoons it'll take to do one thing, such as showering or cleaning the house. But what is just as important is the things that give you spoons, the things that fill you up, that give you energy, that make you feel good in order to keep going. What is that for you? And remember, That your identity is not something that is fixed. It is neither positive or negative. Life is simply neutral. You know, it's only problematic when we're living through the ego identity and allowing it to control us rather than living through our true selves and coming to the light and and letting that be lived through. All right, I'm going to keep it short and sweet, ever so potent. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to the Chronic Alchemy podcast. I am so grateful for your support. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I would also love it if you took a moment to leave a review. I love hearing from you. If you'd like to join as a guest speaker, feel free to shoot me a direct message on social media. You can find me on Instagram at freckled underscore fern or on TikTok at freckled.fern. And that's F-R-E-C-K-L-E-D, freckled and fern, F-E-R-N. See you next time.